Welcome to Transforming Lives with Michael Carter, pastor of The Life Church. The Life Church is a place where you'll enjoy interactive dynamic worship, prayer, and a very practical, down-to-earth yet spiritual message. Our service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night reboot at 6.45 p.m. Visit us at mychurchlife.org or on Facebook. Just search My Church Life and look for The Life Church. Now, let's join Pastor Mike. I was looking at a story one time about a man who owned a company, the CEO of this company, and he put out an edict. He put out a memo to all of his employees, and he said, uh, "We're going to our company is going to be part of this uh, fundraising drive, this charitable giving fundraising drive, and I want 100% participation from every employee. So he put out that memo. Every employee got the memo, and one employee said, well, I don't want to participate in this drive. He said, there's, you know, nothing wrong with it. I understand, you know, what they're doing is charitable giving, but... I don't want to participate. So that employee told his supervisor, hey, listen, I just want to let you know I don't want to participate in the, in the fundraising drive. So the word got back to the CEO, the owner of the company. He said, well, I'll just let me call the employee in and talk a little bit. So if he called the employee in and they talked about it, he said, listen, I understand that there's an issue, there's a problem uh, with what we're doing. And he said, yeah, it's just, you know, I just don't want to participate in the fundraising drive. And um, he said, well, you know, what's the issue with that? Is there, you don't like this particular fundraising drive? What is it? He said, no. He said, I just, I just don't want to participate. I just don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. So the uh, owner said, well, all right, we just have a couple of options here. You know, obviously, option number one is you could participate. And then option number two is I could just relieve you of your duties because I'm going to have 100% participation. And right quick, the employee said, oh, well, you know what? I was just thinking, I'm going to participate in the fundraising drive. And the owner said, well, okay, so why all of a sudden that quick did you decide to participate in the fundraising drive? And he said, well, I never really had anyone explain it to me quite that way. Come on. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of things that we do and a lot of actions that we take, and those actions are based on our understanding of a situation. Uh, you know, how we react, what we say, depends on our revelation, depends on our epiphany, depends on whatever word you want to call it, how I understand the particular situation. How you hear things and how you understand them often affects what you do, how you react. You know, sometimes we hear things, but we just don't get a revelation of them. Or maybe we need uh, to hear them a second time in order to fully understand. Parents know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you need to hear it one more time so you fully understand what I'm saying to you and the consequences that come along with it. And we're like that. We are people that are like that. Sometimes things just brush us by and we don't quite understand what's going on. So I want to talk to you a few minutes today about the purpose of the blessing. The purpose of the blessing. So I said we're in this message series and, you know, in, as a Christian... People want to be blessed, don't we? I mean, I've never come across someone who answered no to the question, hey, do you want to be blessed? Whether it's a financial blessing, a career blessing, uh, whatever it may be, a relational blessing, and none of that is wrong. That is absolutely okay and it's absolutely right to want to be blessed by God. In fact, 
God is a God that tells us, seek my face while I may be found. I want to bless you. God looks for people to bless. There's a scripture in Chronicles that says the eyes of the Lord. You know what? Go to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for someone that he can show himself mighty through. We serve a God that looks to bless people. And not just the church. He wants to bless the church. But we serve a God that wants to bless you. He wants to bless you individually, you personally. Now, we are believers in the goodness of God. We're believers that God's hand is on our life and the full blessings of God overtake us at times. We, we understand those things. But here's what we need to understand. We need to understand why God wants to bless us in the first place. You know, one of the things that you and I hear and say all the time is, Lord, I need a blessing. I'm reaching out. There's a situation. I need you to bless me. I need your hand upon me. I want your anointing. We lay hands and, and there's an anointing transference. I want your anointing. But very rarely do we hear God's side of the blessing. See, there's another side of it. There's a reason that God wants to bless. He wants to do that. And a person who's been touched by God, they've experienced his salvation. They've experienced his grace, his loving kindness, his mercy, and his great love. They would have a desire to resist pride. They would have a desire to be humble. They would have a desire to think of others more than they think of themselves. A person that's really been touched by God. They would pray and they would ask God to change their heart from a heart of selfishness to a heart of selflessness. Come on. They would be conscious of not putting themselves above, above others and they would desire humility. But that person may also fall into a state of resisting God's blessing. Come on. You might say, no, Lord, I, I don't need it. Bless someone else. I'm doing fine. And if we're not careful, we fall into this thing of false humility. And I want to tell you something this morning. It seems like it's okay. It seems like that's a good person that would say, no, please don't bless me. Bless others. Uh, you know, I just want to be humble and I want to put others above myself. But I want to tell you the danger in false humility is that the devil will use false humility. Oh, the devil will use false humility to put wedges between the body of Christ. Come on. We have to understand that there is a purpose behind the blessing. We live with purpose and we give with purpose. When we see that our blessings have purpose, then we have a divine perspective on why God blesses us with resources, with wisdom and knowledge. We see our money as a, as a blessing and a mission. We see our wisdom, our knowledge. We see our love as a blessing and a mission. And you know, as much as you want to resist the blessing of the Lord, the truth is no one else can stop the blessing of the Lord. No one can stop God from blessing you but you. You are the only person. You are the only person, including the devil. You are the only one that can stop God from blessing you. So then, since we want the blessing of the Lord, since we, we desire God's blessing, 
the question becomes, why? Why? We must always, if anything you do, start with why. Why? 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 Why do I want the blessing? Why seek God's blessing? Isn't it obvious why we seek God's blessing? Isn't it obvious? I mean, we want to be happy. We want to live a good life. We want our children to excel further than we have. We want those that we mentor and counsel. We want others uh, to be blessed as well. We, we want to be happy in life. We want to live the abundant life that you've promised us, Jesus. We know what the enemy came to do, but we know what you came to do. and We want to live that abundant life. Thing about it is, if those are the only reasons, then they are not adequate reasons that we should ask for God's blessing. They're good reasons, but if they're the only ones, then it's not adequate. There's more. We need to understand that there is a purpose for the blessing. And when you understand the purpose of the blessing of God, and I'm not talking about a one-time blessing. We've said this previous weeks. I'm not talking about just a one-time check or a one time the, the the lord gave me this job and it what a great thing we ought to testify about it but i'm not talking about a one-time blessing i'm talking about the blessing of the lord i'm talking about the anointing of god i'm talking about when god pronounced to abraham which you are abraham's seed come on when he pronounced to him that i will bless you and i will make your name great and your name's sake great and you will be a blessing so there's there's when there's when you understand the reasons behind the blessing then you don't shy away then false humility goes away because all of a sudden now you understand that there's a reason to seek the blessing of the Lord I want to be blessed not for selfish reasons God but I want to be blessed to be a blessing and so the blessed person is simply one who knows that I am chosen the blessed person is one that knows that I am favored. I'm deeply loved by God. The blessed person is one that knows that God wants to use me to bless others. And when they understand that, they can say, I will freely take all that I am given and use it to bless others. Why? If, if you're a person that's in the world and you don't understand the kingdom of God, you don't understand God's modus operandi, then you would say, that sounds crazy. Why would I take all the, why would I have a desire to take everything I have and use it to be a blessing to others? What's, what's left for me? What's in it for me? Where's my happiness? Where's my motivation? Come on. But when you understand the kingdom of God, you understand that God never runs out. I mean, when you talk about supply and demand, God, it just keeps coming. And it keeps coming. And the more you bless, the more you're blessed. And the more you bless, the more you're blessed. And the more you bless, come on, the more you are blessed. And when you understand that and your heart is right with God, remember our very first week we talked about you had to be positioned. You had to be in a spiritual position through Jesus Christ to the Father. You had to be in a proper position to even understand this. Because, see, people will take this and run with it. That's how we get uh, false humility, and that's how we get uh, unbiblical name it and claim it. Come on. That's how we get what we used to call the sloppy agape. <laughs> Come on. That's how we get all of those things. Because we're not digging into the word and understanding the purpose of the blessing. It's not the blessing that's the problem. And it's not asking for the blessing that's the problem. 
That's not the problem. It's not, it's not a problem when you ask someone how they're doing and they say, I'm blessed and highly favored, and you judge them and say, oh, well, here you go. You're just one of those uh, prosperity people. It's not, that's not the problem when they say that. The problem is the heart, and only God knows the heart. So you can't judge somebody. You'll judge someone incorrectly. Come on. That's not the issue. The issue is the heart. What do we always say here? God, God wants your, he wants your heart. He has your heart. He'll have everything else. So when you're a blessed person, you understand these things. You understand that the definition of the blessing is not a one-time money check in the mail, but the definition of the blessing, it, it is the blessing is the transmission or endowment to you of the power of God's goodness and favor poured onto my life so that wherever you walk, wherever you go, come on, wherever your feet touch. Listen, this is, this is what God told Joshua. He said, I'm sending you into the land. First, he told him, look, stop grieving. Get up. A servant Moses is dead. Moses is dead. You've grieved for a few days. Get up. Time. Come on. Let's go. I know you miss him, but let's go. He's with me now. Let's go. He said, I'm sending you in and everywhere your foot touches, I'm giving to you. And the thing of it is, what really blew me away as I read that first chapter of Joshua was it wasn't just desolate ground. It wasn't unclaimed property. He said, where the Hittites are, I'm giving to you. Where my enemies are, come on. That's what happens when the blessing is upon you. When you're walking in the blessing, wherever you walk, even if it's enemy territory, God's saying, I've given it to you. But we understand the purpose. It's so that others will be blessed. God's blessing has a purpose. His blessing is not simply there just because it's something to do. Isaiah 55. This is uh, an, an interesting uh, chapter. I'm just going to look at verse 11, but, you know, this, this whole chapter really is an invitation to abundant living. I mean, he, in 53, he talked a lot about Jesus, and there was prophecy about the Christ. In 54, he talked about the church. Now, here he talks about the purpose, why I'm doing all this. God never leaves us without a why. He never leaves us without a why. We may not understand it right away. We may not get it. We may not have the revelation of it. Most of the time, that's our fault. <laughs> but God doesn't leave us without a why. And so he's telling us all in this chapter, listen, come here, come here, and I'll teach you how to buy. I'll, I'll teach you how to sell. I'll teach you how to do. Why are you buying and eating things that have no profit to you? Why are you doing all those things? And this is what he said in verse 11. Actually, I'm just going to start at verse 10. He says, for the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they do not return there. Talking about back to heaven. And, and they make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed. Listen, this is important. Don't pass over this. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. We understand both of them. We just don't consume. We understand that God is giving seed to the sower. Are you a sower? That's the question. Question we have to answer. And in verse 11, it says, so in that same way, just told you that, but now in that same way, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to be void, but it shall accomplish what I please and 
it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So we see two things here that God is saying when he gives us this example about his word. When he talks about how the rain comes down and it waters and, and, and then it doesn't uh, come back unless it's accomplished its purpose. One of the things you have to understand, first of all, is that the, God did, never said his word doesn't come back to him. He just said it doesn't come back to him void. See, when God sends something out, he gets a report back. He's going to get a report back. <laughs> so you can't hide from the word of God. He's sending the word out. Now, what are you going to do with it? Because he's going to get a report back from his word. And he said, my word goes out and it accomplishes the purpose that I sent it out for. So it's going to accomplish its purpose. But then the other thing about it is, God said, let me take it a step further. Not only is it going to accomplish the purpose, but guess what? It's going to prosper. Just in case you don't understand what the purpose of my word is. The purpose of my word is not to condemn the righteous. Come on. The purpose of my word is never to put you down. Now, even chastisement will bring you up because I got to get you on the right path. Even if the purpose of my word is conviction is to get you on the right path, but never condemnation. My word will prosper, he says. Do we believe that? My word will prosper. And so there is a purpose for the blessing. Let me just give you a few of them. There's many, a multifold purpose. But first of all, the purpose of the blessing upon my life fulfills God's promises to me and to his church. Because God made promises. He made promises to the church and he made promises to you. And when he puts the blessing on your life, it's a way that God fulfills his promises to you. Philippians 4.19, you know it. It says, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Listen to God's word version of it. It says, my God will richly fill your every need. Now see, that, that, even that blows me away right there. God will supply my needs. But listen to the way that this translation puts it. God will not just supply your needs, but he will richly fill your every need. God is not a God that does things halfway or just does a little bit. Hey, listen, uh, I see you got uh, some food. Can I have a little bit of that? Well, here, just take, just take this. I made it for me, but I'll give you some. That's not God. That's not God. He pours it out. People, oh, stop. Okay, Lord, thank you. Need some more? Okay, got enough? Richly fills your every need in a glorious way, in a glorious way through Christ Jesus. Even when Christ died on the cross, it was glorious. It was terrible and it was glorious. I mean, the, the, the earth got dark. I mean, this just wasn't a regular person dying. It wasn't like somebody just got shot in the street. Oh, well, let's Get him up, take him to the morgue. I mean, come on. A voice came from heaven. When they speared him in the side, river of life, <laughs> water came out of his side. Before that, he looked up and said, it is finished. I mean, it was glorious. God doesn't do anything unless it's glorious. Some people, I know this is, you're going to kind of think this is off the subject. I kind of is out of left field, but. I was watching a program 
uh, on NASA. I love that kind of stuff, you know, space exploration and all that. And so they're talking about are there, uh, you know, beings or life on other planets. I mean, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I, I've never been to other planets. <laughs> All I know is the Bible and the word that God promised me, and that's what I'm going to concentrate on. I'm not traveling to other planets, so, I, you know, I don't know. Y'all can talk about it all you want to and argue. I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. But just based on reading the word of God, I mean, he may have life on other planets, but from what I see, this is for us. And so then... People would argue, here, here was the argument, here was their argument. If there's no life on other planets and the universe is that vast, I mean, they can't even get to the end of our galaxy, much less other galaxies, then what a waste of all of that space for one little tiny planet. But here's my rebuttal to that. You don't know God. See, God don't do nothing little. God makes some people, and then he makes a whole universe. He said, look at all this. All this is for me and for you, and it's glorious. You just don't know God. You just don't know him. That's the way he is. And so when God does it, it's not a waste. I mean, when you make a bowl of oatmeal and only eat half of it, you done wasted it. Now, you wasted it. But when God does it, it's not a waste. It's for his glory. We have to understand that about God. There's a purpose for the blessing because there's an overflow. There's an overflow. And so God fulfills his promise to us. The second thing is the purpose of the blessing upon my life is so that God's protection will always be with me. Don't mess with the anointed of God. And I, I don't, all of us could say that. I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about a pastor or a bishop. I'm talking about the, you're anointed. God has anointed you. He's anointed all of us, maybe for different things. We're the ones who have placed, uh, you know, honor and, and levels on different things, bishops and all of that. We did that. But God said, look, I'm God, and you're all going to accomplish my purpose. And I'm going to have you in different slots. So I don't know why we think one is greater than the other one. But the anointed of God, don't mess with the anointed of God. The blessing is upon them. Come on, the protection of God is upon them. Back in chapter 43 of Isaiah, verse 2 says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow on you. And there's many, many scriptures like this where God promises us, when you go through the fire, it shall not burn you or even scorch you. It shall not touch you. And we saw it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We saw it when they were in the furnace and how they came out of it and they didn't even smell like fire. Come on. They didn't smell like they had even got burned. It was almost like they weren't even in the fire. I'm talking about God's blessing is upon you. It doesn't say you're not going to go through the storm. It doesn't say you're not going to go through the waters. You'll go through it. But when his grace is upon you, come on, when his blessing, it, there is a purpose, people, for the blessing. There is a purpose. But here's what I want to get to. The purpose of the blessing upon my life is to make me a conduit who pours out blessings in order to fulfill the purposes of God. The great commission of Christ in our generation is the reason for the purpose of the blessing of God upon you.
Psalm 67, 7 says this. I love this. I love this. It says, God shall bless us. You might want to jot this one down. Psalm 67, 7. God shall bless us. Watch this now. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. We have here a cause and effect. We have here, come on, an if then. God shall bless us and, that's a conjunction, puts those two together. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Puts them together. God shall bless us and connected together with it, all the ends of the earth shall fear him. And so should we ever get an inkling that the blessing of the Lord is just for us so that we can have and hoard and that's all it is, God will remind us very quickly that there is a purpose for me blessing you. Do you understand that when you understand the purpose of the blessing of God, then there's no shame in asking for the blessing. Bless me, Lord. Cause me to overflow because your heart is positioned with God. Are you a sower? Are you a sower? If you are, he has no problem in pouring out seed upon you. And there is an overflow that overtakes you. You'll not be harmed and you will establish his kingdom in the earth. Psalm 67, 7, another version put it this way. said we should seek God's blessing so that our gladness in God will spread to all the nations. All the nations. All of them. God blesses people all over. And, and people all over the earth will fear him because of it. Psalm chapter 40, one of my favorite passages, starting at verse 1, says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and he established my steps. I like the King James. It says, he established my goings. <laughs> Wherever I go, God established it. He has put a new song of praise in my mouth. Praise be to our God. And then it, verse 3 puts it this way. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. The blessing of God is upon you so that others will know the goodness of God. That is the purpose of it. The purpose we serve and sacrifice for is building Christ church the purpose that we receive the blessing is to build Christ church and then the purpose we live for and give for is the great commission it's the reason it's the reason it is the reason it is the reason I believe God is blessing and will bless me for his purposes how many believe that this morning and if you do that you'll be an intentional giver You'll be an intentional giver of your time. You'll be an intentional giver of your knowledge. You'll be an intentional giver of your ear. Sometimes you just need to give your ear. You know what that means, don't you? I mean, that's one of the hardest. I'd rather give money sometimes. I really would. Jody, you got an anointing. I got to tell you, you have a special anointing. <laughs> there's, there's sometimes, you know, I, I, I think I've told this story or at least, um, you know, alluded to this before. I, you know, my father-in-law, God rest his beloved soul. I love that man. But I got to tell you, when he starts sharing and correcting me and talking to me, I'm almost like, Dad, please, can I just give you some money? I'll never do it again. You know, Lord, have mercy. 
that man can talk. <laughs> but sometimes we just need to give our ear. We just need to give our ear to others. Let me leave you with this one on the purpose of the blessing. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. I'll give you God's word version of this. It says, you might want to jot this one down too. 1 Timothy 6, 18 and 19. Remember this. It says, tell them to do good, to do a lot of good things, to be generous and to share. By doing this, they store up a treasure for themselves, which is a good foundation for the future. In this way, they take hold of what life really is. It's God's word version. You see, let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a treasure for themselves, which is a good foundation for the future. Now you have an understanding. In this way, they take hold of what life what eternal life really is. We understand it. We understand it. Why God does what he does when we understand the purpose of the blessing.